Welcome to the Heart of Dating Podcast. Hey, it's Kate. I'm so glad you could join us this week as we try to untangle the ever so ambiguous world of dating as a Christian. Over here on Heart of Dating, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to approach Christian dating. Oh, and you better believe we have some laughs along the way, because last time I checked, the struggle is hashtag real. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Friends, I just want you to know I am so grateful for you. So here's the thing. Why do you hear so many podcasters asking for rankings and reviews? It's because it actually truly helps us. It's actually part of how we get discovered and can continue to spread the goodness and keep doing what we love. So I want to ask you today, if you've not written a review, would you consider doing it? Go to the main page of Heart of Dating Podcast on Apple Podcasts, the purple app. Scroll to the bottom where you see stars and then hit the box that says write a review. It would mean so much. So today I'm so excited because I got to make an awesome new friend, you guys. She was such an instant connection. I felt like we just got each other. She's funny, peppy, encouraging, and so wise, not to mention talented. I got to sit down with the amazing Jamie Grace. So Jamie Grace is a singer, songwriter, musician, and actress who currently lives here in LA and is originally from Atlanta. Y'all, she is a two-time Grammy nominee, Dove award-winning artist, and actually got her start on YouTube when she was only 14 years old. She was diagnosed with Tourette's syndrome at a young age, and she has a fierce resilience that gives her the fuel to create content regularly, including weekly videos and daily podcast episodes. Jamie Grace now has nearly 1.5 million followers across social media, and she actively advocates for joy, wellness, and mental health through the lens of music, film, and faith. She's doing amazing things. Like I mentioned, she's a podcast girl after my own heart and hosts a daily podcast called Waited Out, where she talks about her journey of love, dating, relationships, and all the in-between. Earlier this year, Jamie actually got married. Woo! And in fact, she and her hubby, Aaron, claim that they didn't really date as much as they did court, which I know sounds wild, but wait until you hear what she has to say about it. Jamie Grace has such a unique and mature view of dating friends. We dive into all of her past struggles in the arena, as well as why she's a believer of waiting it out. We laugh and we got super real. So I really know that you guys are going to love this interview. Hey, y'all. I'm so excited to be here today with my new friend, Jamie Grace. Hey, hey girl. What's up? I love this. We're like in a studio in the middle of, where are we? In the valley? I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just moved here to California and everybody keeps talking about the valley. So I, get, I think valley. this is it. I think I found it. I didn't know what the valley was before. I'm, I'm like, okay, know. over the hill, right? Over the right. hill is the valley? Right. Yeah. You're in Glendale though. Is that the valley? Yeah, I think it's the valley. I don't know. I don't know where <laughs> I anything. Don't I don't know. know anything. I'm just like, is there a pizza hut nearby? Is there a wing stop? Okay, I'll live there. That's yes. Fine. Okay, this is so random, but Pizza Hut randomly got oh no, not Pizza Hut. Domino's got gluten free pizza and it's the bomb. Oh I just have to say it. I'm gluten free and I'm okay, so okay, excited okay. about it. I am I support your life decision. <laughs> your life, um no matter I'm what not. the decision is for, I support it. Um and I'm glad that you have found the gluten free pizza for you. <laughs> Thank you, Domino. It <laughs> sounded so petty. You're like, but I like the real thing. That's I, good for you, I didn't Kate. Say it. You said it. <laughs> we are in LA. It's all the gluten free people. I know, I know. Uh, okay. I eat kale, so <laughs> Okay, you've you've gotten you've gotten into the LA groove. Have you been to creation yet? 
Yeah. You know, I've actually been obsessed with kale for a little too long. Like, I've been obsessed with leafy greens my whole life. Like, when mm. I was, like, five, I'd be like, Mom, can I just have some lettuce? <laughs> so I've always kind of had a kind of obsession with leafy greens. But yeah. uh, my sister got, like, the cre- – got something out, like, the creation – Um, what is it, the little vending machine? Like, the juice oh, vending yes, machine? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Magic. So good. They have really it. good acai bowls. Anyway, oh. for an, anyone who doesn't live in L.A., you don't know what creation is, but we are talking about smoothies and all the L.A. <laughs> ways to eat. Um, but, Jamie Grace, I'm so happy you're here, girl. So you just do a lot of different things. And I, you, do, I do, Yes. <laughs> so, okay, will you just tell the people a little bit about you and what you do and all the things? Yeah, I'm a singer-songwriter, independent, uh, just dropped my first indie record last year called 91. <gasps> and my yeah. last single, Wait It Out, just came out um, in May, I believe. Mm-hmm. And the music video for that um, is my wedding video, which has been super cool because I love being a newlywed and everything. Um, but so much of my music um, and my online content, which includes 12 years of YouTube videos, uh, so mm-hmm. much of my content has has to do with just like finding worth and finding value. And for the mm-hmm. longest time had to do with singlehood because I was yeah. single for so long. My husband was my first boyfriend. Um, and so mm-hmm. I just, I, I just like talking about dating. I like talking about relationships. I like talking about friendships um, parental relationships, all that kind of stuff, because I love humans. I love people. I love psychology. And so, mm-hmm. um, that kind of stuff just really, just really pours out in my music and my podcast and my, my, my YouTube videos, my live shows and all that mm. stuff. But, but yeah, full-time gig is, is singer songwriter. And then sometimes you might randomly, you know, acting stuff or podcast stuff. Or yeah. YouTube Cause you have a stuff, podcast so. too. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I have a podcast called Wait It Out. Fun fact, I have like a thousand podcasts, but the one that I spend most of my time on is <laughs> it's called Wait It Out. I know. I it's did like, see that when I looked up your name, I was like, oh wait, she has more yeah, than one here. I just, I th- think mm-hmm. my thing is like, sometimes people are like, you do so many things. Like, how do you know, you know, where to focus and that kind of stuff. And then I was thinking the other day, like you've got like 11 year olds in middle school Mm -hmm. that are doing like math, science, history, soccer, basketball. I'm like, kids can do it. You know, like why (laughs) Why can't can't I I do a thousand things at once? You know, I just, I'm just studying a bunch of different things. And so right now I'm studying podcasts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, wait it out is, is the main one. It's daily, um, daily advice, daily episodes on dating relationships and other things worth waiting for. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. So I'm super excited about it. So you mentioned that you are recently married yes, to yes. Aaron, mm-hmm. who's over there in the other room over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, hi, Aaron. And um, <laughs> so you guys have a fascinating story. And so would you just share a little bit about your story and also maybe even to back up a little bit, a little bit about your singleness journey before you even met him? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is, that'll take us a while. <laughs> that, let's just do it. <laughs> so back in 1991, I'll start talking about the favorite first. So yeah. um, my husband, Aaron, he's pretty great. We met in November of 2016. Mm-hmm. He's from St. Louis, Missouri, and I had a concert there um, with my sister. And it, was, it wasn't one of our traditional concerts. Um, it was at a young adult event where we were singing, but also sharing a little bit. And so it's crazy because like at that event, I actually talked quite a bit about like singing and purity and, or sorry, waiting and purity and singlehood mm-hmm. and stuff. So, um, that was pretty crazy to me to think that like of all the shows where we could have met, I was talking about that kind of stuff. And he's sitting there like, Ooh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Who's uh, that girl? <laughs> he was so oblivious. Like, like I love him so much, but he'll admit it. He is like, it went over his head completely. <laughs> anyway. So, um, so yeah, I saw him, you know, on the front row, like singing my songs and stuff. I thought he was pretty cute. Mm-hmm. Um, after the show, he and his buddies came up like at the very, very end. 
um, to say hi. And uh, I, I looked at my sister and I said, I love him. I'm going to marry him. And um, <laughs> I was just like in awe of him from the get go um, and tried to flirt. But you hadn't even spoken to him, right? Nope, at this point, I you're just, just like this guy. Girl. <laughs> His smile. The the, I is, don't know. Is, yeah. I mean, it was like he was attractive, but mm-hmm. it wasn't even so much. It wasn't even like it wasn't all physical attraction. It was something about his demeanor, something about mm-hmm. the way he carried himself. There was a confidence um, that I was really attracted to. Um, and so I tried to flirt with him. That didn't work. Um, and honestly, it just kind of got in my head and was just like, man, like, I cannot be flirting with this guy at my show. People are going to be like, really, Jamie Grace, you're flirting with a guy at your own show? Because um, so much of my career right. has been talking about singlehood and waiting. And I'm like, I don't want to look desperate at my own show. Like, I'll, Ooh, yeah. I'll look desperate at somebody else's show, but not when everyone knows who and I am. And that when I just talked about some of this. Right, you exactly. Know, and then I'm like, oh, hey. Like, Is this Satan tempting me? <laughs> Um, and so I was like, which, no, that wasn't it. But uh, so I walked away from that, not knowing his name, not knowing anything, just walked away from mm-hmm. the conversation. Um, and a year later, uh, my best friend Kristen was visiting for Thanksgiving and my birthday. And um, we were just talking about guys, as you do when your best friend's visiting. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of thought to myself, I wonder whatever happened to that guy that I wanted to marry. And so <laughs> I knew that he knew some people at the church where I sang and I yeah. kept in touch with, you know, that youth pastor there. Mm. So um, I just found that youth pastor on Instagram, went through the church's Instagram, mm-hmm. found a picture where he was tagged from like a year and a half This before. is called a little bit of insta-stalking. Right. No. I'm that friend. Um, <laughs> I found Aaron. I followed him. Um, and he sent me a DM, very platonic DM. And um, just for the next like two days, we just DM'd back and forth. Then he sent me a video saying he wanted to get to know me and wishing me a happy birthday. Um, oh. And then we uh, we just talked on the phone the next day for about six hours. And then that's <laughs> casual, little, casual right, first right. conversation six and hours that later. Was, I know. And that was like November 27th or 28th. Um, and we just did that every day until... January when uh, he came to visit and we just, we knew it was love and Mm. he proposed um, about a week after that. And it sounds, it's so hard to tell the story without taking an hour, but that's essentially what happened. He came out to visit, proposed a week later. Um, mm-hmm. and then we got married in April. So yeah. Oh my God, girl. <laughs> I love it. I can see it on your face. You're just like gleaming with joy. I mean, I beautiful. like him a lot. <laughs> he my friend. I like him. I love him. He's okay. I <laughs> right, guess. right, right. <laughs> okay. So tell us a little bit too about your journey of singleness and yeah. everything because your whole platform and your podcast that you have called Wait It Out and yeah. it's just a phenomenal concept, right? This mm-hmm. whole waiting it out yeah. concept. Mm-hmm. So would you be able to share with us, I guess, what that means to you and right. kind of what, why you even position the words, wait it out? Like, what did that mean to you in your singleness journey? Right. You know, every time I get the privilege to talk about this, I just <laughs> like to give a heads up um, that if if you are playing this episode for your daughters because you think it might be encouraging – uh, but mm. you have not yet talked to them about the birds and the bees. This is your chance <laughs> as a mom to turn this podcast off. <laughs> um, and stop. Right and here now. we go. <laughs> For grownups it. only. <laughs> no, not just grownups. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I grew up with um, what I believe is a very healthy interpretation um, or I guess perception of sex. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I didn't really know until college or even a little bit after that a lot of my peers, especially peers that grew up in the Christian in Christian culture, mm-hmm. that they grew up with a very unhealthy mindset towards sex. Yeah. Um, that it's a scary thing that if you think about it or if you are, like, if you have it, you die, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, right. or that, you know, if you, if you, 
if you have some sort of involvement with the word sex, then God doesn't love you anymore. Um, and it really broke my heart when I realized how many of my peers grew up with that. Um, whereas when I was about 14 years old, I already knew, you know, how babies were made, but <laughs> that was the first time we're in youth group. I heard our youth pastor who happened to be my mom, but you know, um, I heard our youth pastor talking about the beauty of sex, mm. um, and how it was so beautiful that it was worth waiting for. Mm. Um, and how, if it was so great, then why not wait for it? Mm. Um, so that you could share it with the right person, um, and share it with your spouse. Um, and so that gave me this, like, it, it, it didn't feel like waiting was a burden. It felt like waiting actually gave me a lot of freedom yeah. to go out and live life and just kind of do my thing, knowing that I was waiting for something so amazing and beautiful. So that was the start of my journey to waiting. And I also, with that perspective, it, it takes away, uh, it takes sex off of a pedestal. Yeah. Um, I think oh, when we so put sex yeah. on a pedestal of like, hey, this is the thing that if you do it in the wrong time, God's mad. If we put sex on a pedestal mm. like that, then it all of a sudden becomes like for, for people that maybe go further than they intended, then they feel like they're super far from God or, you know, yeah. like it just, I don't know. It just, it, sex can't be put on a pedestal. It's not the only thing that's great about, um, that's great about a marriage and that, that mm-hmm. that's great about being in love. And I mean, like not trying to be awkward. I'm married, not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's not, <laughs> it's not the only thing. Yeah. yeah. And well, so and yeah. most of our lives married, we're not even like most of our time married is not spent having sex. Right. Right. And exactly. So it's an like, important ingredient. So I love the both sides of what you're saying is right. that it's really important to have a healthy framework for what sex is. And I think in the church, sometimes like it, depending on how you're raised or how you were influenced as a child, mm-hmm. sometimes you, it can come across as like sex is so bad or we demonize sex in a way of right. like, stay away from it at all possible costs. Don't touch anybody or right. do anything. Exactly. Yeah. And it gives you this fear. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, which means two things. If you do have have it or you do go further than you want, then you feel such deep shame. Or number two, if you do wait and you get married, then you are, it's really hard to break free of those mindsets that you've had. Well, and another issue that that causes is like, then you have people that like had sex at 18 or 19 or 20, and then now they're choosing to be celibate and they're choosing to wait Mm -hmm. and they're really committing their lives to waiting for, for sex and marriage. And then we're looking at them like, oh, you made a mistake. But then we got a bunch of virgins out here that are like humping all over each other, cussing (laughs) people out, getting drunk every weekend, listening to all kinds of music. And I'm like, you are you're so, you're the most impure virgin. Like, like it's, it's not just about virginity. It's not just about saving sex. It's about living a life of purity and understanding what that means. Because Mm -hmm. even like with my husband and I, like we, we, our marriage is pure. Like we have to, you know, practice that as well in our, in our marriage of like, you know, we, there's like movies that sometimes we'll like want to go see and we'll sit there and have these elaborate mm-hmm. and really healthy conversations of like, is this a good idea? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. is this good for our marriage? Is mm. this healthy for us? Like, um, there was even like a song that like, I, I really like just enjoyed and I was listening to it mm. and I was just, it, well, okay. There's like a playlist, <laughs> not an actual playlist, okay. but there's like a mental playlist of songs that I was like, Oh, when I get married, I'm gonna listen to this. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, Cause yes, like yes. it made me think about stuff I didn't need to be thinking about before. <laughs> And like there was one I could that think I of was some like, songs I put on there. Okay. Girl, there was one I was listening to, and I was just like, actually, this isn't great for my marriage either. Like it's just it's so it's if we if we think of it in the in the context of 
okay, I'm not just saving sex for marriage, but I'm choosing to live a life of purity Mm -hmm. because I'm worth it, because I'm valuable, because I'm loved, because I'm cherished. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I think it, it, it makes purity this incredibly beautiful love story and this incredibly like just exhilarating situation um, and not so much like, oh, I I just, I want to have sex so bad. I'm just so like, that's the main goal. It's like, no, that's not the goal. That's a part Mm -hmm. of what you're waiting for um, because you're choosing to live a life of purity. And so that was kind of the, I started that mindset and that understanding around 14 or 15 Mm -hmm. years old. And, um, you know, it obviously played a, played a part in dating and, and all that stuff. Well, I didn't really start dating until college, but, um, but yeah, so that was kind of how I, mm-hmm. how I started to, to wait and to date. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then my husband finally showed up. I'm just kidding, babe. <laughs> so yeah. So then, yeah. Just ticked off. Right. Yeah. So that's that. how that started at least. I love that too. And cause what you're saying too, I hear is like really knowing the why behind it. When we talk about, mm-hmm. cause the word purity is like not a bad word. I always say like, that's a, it can, it's a beautiful word. I think it's just been misused mm-hmm. in some ways, oh, yeah. um, especially from a, religious perspective from a Christian perspective. Mm-hmm. And so it's the word itself is a beautiful word. We right. just have to, when we say it, we can't blanket it and put a legalistic rule on it mm-hmm. and say like, do this because of this and, or else this is going to mm-hmm. happen. You know, like yeah. we have to know the deep why. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that you got that perspective from an early age. And I think that's so encouraging, especially for young men and women to know the deep why and to not also be righteous about it either. Like right. be humble to know, like, you know, there may be other people that you date or encounter that have um, had sex before right? and they have chosen a new path of celibacy, you know, and that's their, you know, but they're not like, you can't see them in a different light because of that. Yeah. There's no more or less grace for any person based on their sexual history or their lack of sexual history. Mm -hmm. That's just like, that's the end of the conversation, you know, I think like the end, like it, I remember a few years ago, um, nine or 10 years ago, I had a, a, a friend getting married and um, she was a virgin and, and he was not. And it was just like, you know, in this small Christian community of, of these women, mm-hmm. it was just this whole conversation of like, oh, well. Uh. And I remember like they like there, there were people like leaders in her life, you know, saying, well, he didn't wait. And, mm. you know, you should you you should be with someone that can show that they've waited. And I'm like, again, there's no more or less grace, but there's there's some sort there's a there's a beauty that actually shows the discipline of someone who is, who has experienced that, mm-hmm. that's able to say, you know what, not anymore. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm choosing to wait from here on out. And so I think we, when, when we put sex on a pedestal, we, we mess up a lot of things, but one thing that we start messing around with is grace. And mm-hmm. that's not something that we're allowed to touch or taint or mm. take away from anyone. And so, um, it's just, we have to be really careful about that. Mm, yeah. Thank you. That's so powerful. I think there's so many people who need to hear that and sink into that truth too for any shame they might be living in. Oh, I feel like we could talk about that forever Um, because I'm really passionate about that too. (laughs) Christians get it together. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) So something I do know that you talk about um, is that you say that you didn't actually really date your fiance. You kind of like went back to an old school courtship, (laughs) which is so interesting because I hear that. I'm like, 
wait, what? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know, because you're like, wait, how, how wait, wait? Right, yes. <laughs> That's all I have. All I have is wait, wait. Our parents exchanged some goats on the farm. Yeah, and like, is this what Here where we are, we it worked in? out. He happened to be handsome. Which actually, as I process this before you answer, I was like, this is actually really cool because like, obviously the whole point of this podcast and why I love talking about this is God didn't have dating at all. Like it wasn't yeah. a part of the plan. Mm-hmm. And so back in the times of the Bible, you know, it was an exchange. Right. And so we were in singleness and then we were in marriage and there was mm-hmm. no in between. And now we have to navigate this, these weird waters of right. dating as a cultural thing. But then we say the word courtship and then we're like, wait, what? Yeah, like, it exactly. Sounds old, so old school. Right. So I love the idea of it though. So tell me what that really meant for you. Yeah. Well, there were two words that my mom used faithfully in our home growing up. (laughs) Well, many words, but two in in this context. One was intention Mm. and one was courtship. Mm. And um, well, actually three in this context. The other one was suitor. Oh, my sweet mom. And so I always so thought. you have to be in a suit. No, I'm just Yeah. Kidding. I was like, mom, suitor is the lamest word in the world. Like, and courtship what? is the lamest thing. I'm not going to court anyone. I'm going to date him. Um, and so I was always just like, but I did, I really did take you to the word intention and just mm-hmm. understanding that I wanted to be intentional with every relationship. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I would go on a, a first date with a guy and um, and not be ashamed of the fact that I was marriage minded. And I would say I'm very marriage minded, not just you know, I'll take the chicken piccata. Also, I'm mar- you know, very marriage minded, not just out front like that. But if, if the topic came up, yeah. I would say it. Um, I was also very open about the fact that I want to be a foster mom someday. And um, I want to mm-hmm. adopt um, all of the children out of foster care, not mm-hmm. just like two or three. I want to Beautiful. adopt all of them. And so um, those were like two non-negotiables for me that I needed to make sure that they, that people understood them, that they, you know, that it got out there. And if a guy was like, super not interested in either of those things, then I didn't go on a second date. Hmm. Um, And a lot of people would be like, well, you're being too hard on the guy. And I'm like, well, no, if, um, if a grown man isn't able to open his mouth and say what his intentions are, then he's not acting like a grown man. Mm. He's acting like a boy. And um, I'm not going to marry a boy because uh, I'm a grown up and that's not legal. And I'm not interested in that. And so <laughs> not legal. that was just like, as far as intentions, yeah. I was always very intentional. And so when my husband showed up, Um, When Aaron showed up, it was very much like his first thing that he said to me. Well, it was in that six-hour conversation. But I remember he said to me um, toward the end of that conversation, he said, just so you know, like um, the next girl I I date, I want want to marry her. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not not looking to just date for fun. I want to be a husband and I want to be a father. Mm -hmm. Um, And first of all, I was – way too attracted to him. I was about to die. I was like boarding a plane and You're I literally, like, and now I'm sweating. Yeah. I, was, I, I started sweating. I was like sweating. I'm like boarding a, I'm boarding a red eye from LA to Atlanta. I'm like, oh, really? No. This is the time you tell me all You're of my dreams have come true. I know. Like, I was like freaking time. out. I'm like, now I have to buy $60 Wi-Fi to text all my friends and tell them what happened. Um, and so, um, so that's what he said to me, but it was, it was so beautiful because he was so intentional and he was so, um, just, and I know again, everyone's story is different. So please do not pressure your boyfriend into, you know, saying that sentence verbatim, but Mm -hmm. everyone's story is different, but, um, intention should always remain the same and that you should always be intentional. And so as we moved forward, um, as we, you know, talked on the phone for hours a day and as, um, we, started having more intentional conversations of one of the conversations we had within the first like week and a half was how do you handle conflict? Yeah. Um, which, you know, we did talk about our favorite movies and TV shows and stuff, but, um, we were like, how do you handle conflict? Um, 
How many children do you want to have? How do, how do you feel about disciplining children? Mm. Um, how do you feel about, you know, like it's very intentional things. Yeah. And that was on his part, really important to him because he's trying to see is this girl wife material. And I'm trying to have these conversations because I'm like, I'm looking at spending the rest of my life with someone and this could be the person. Um, and as we got further and further into it, and as we really realized that we agreed on so many of the major mm-hmm. issues um, or had or had at least really challenged each other in a positive and healthy way on some of the bigger issues, um, it caused us to think, okay, if this is going to move forward, then what's the next step? And for me, that meant that he needed to spend time with my family. Yeah. I'm really close to my mom and dad. Um, for some people, that might mean their pastors or their mentors or aunt and uncle, older siblings. Um, and so I was like, you know what? You need to meet my parents. Like that mm-hmm. needs to be the next step because yeah. I felt myself falling for him. Um, and he said, all right, I'd like to come visit. Um, uh, but how would you feel if when I came to visit, I brought my mom? Mm. Um, and so many people I think would be intimidated by that, but again, um, or uncomfortable by it. Right. But again, it's the intention behind it. And for me, I want to know, how do you treat your mom? Mm, you know, how, yeah. how, how do you respond if she says something that might embarrass you a little bit? Or, mm-hmm. you know, just what is your demeanor toward her? Because the way that you treat women, um, well, I'm a woman and I'd like to know how you're going to treat me, you know? Yeah. And so when he brought his mom out and we, we spent that weekend of, of our parents and he and I and my siblings, we all hung out over the weekend. Um, and sometime during that, we, he asked me, okay, well, you know, well, what's the next step? Like, you know, we had said we loved each other in person and that kind yeah. of thing. He was like, what's the next step? And we were just, we were sitting there and I don't even know if we really said this out loud or this is something that we both thought. And now since we're married, we've talked about, it, I really don't know. <laughs> but I just remember like not wanting to call him my boyfriend mm. and not wanting to say that we were dating. Mm. It just felt so, it just didn't feel like it made sense because People use boyfriend when they're talking about someone that like they're just getting to know and they're, you yeah. know, they're trying to see how long it's going to be like people or sometimes people have a boyfriend that they're dating for three or four years. And in my head, I'm like, I don't want, Mm-mm. I want to be married before That's then. Long. You know, this yeah. was back in January. So I'm like, we could knock this out in 2018. Like, you know, <laughs> and so um, I just remember sitting there and I was like, oh my gosh, my mom was right. Mm. We're courting and he's my suitor. Like, you know, I was, I was so embarrassed because I was like, my mom was right for 26 years. I've been telling her her words were lame, but I knew that there was something different about what we were experiencing. And I knew that it was, it was going to lead into something permanent and long-term, which obviously we got married. And so, um, so yeah, so I'd say the difference with courtship is really going into it with intention. Mm -hmm. Um, and whoever the people are that are, the people that are leading you in your life and, and being intentional in your life, your parents, mentors, pastors, um, that they're involved to an extent yeah, um, so of, of making sure that you guys are on one accord and that you're, you know, going down the, the right path. But I will say that I did call him my boyfriend once to the lady at Taco Bell <laughs> just because I never had one and I just wanted to this tell someone This is my suitor. Right. <laughs> like exactly. It was like, it She's was like, most, wait. <laughs> girl, I was, I was in the Taco Bell drive-thru and the girl, like she told me, like, she's like, I like your car. This is the dumbest thing, right? This is two <laughs> days before he moved here. She's like, I like your car. And I was like, thank you so much. Um, you might see me driving it or maybe you'll see my boyfriend. 
<laughs> is the dumbest reason to mention him. I just needed to because I never had one before. Oh my and I was God. like, I just need to tell someone that I've got a boyfriend because I've been waiting a thousand years. You're like, I got a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Someone's got to know. Yeah, exactly. Like someone. This lady you talk about right. seems like, right. You exactly. Know? You know what's so funny as you're saying that too, with this whole idea of courtship, I read this in a book recently that the whole idea of like even concept of a boyfriend or girlfriend mm-hmm. is so interesting because it kind of like in the way our culture frames it, it means that we have a claim over someone. Mm-hmm. And we actually don't at mm-hmm. all. Um, biblically, we don't. Mm-hmm. We're either single or we're married. And so mm-hmm. that in-between phase to say the boyfriend and girlfriend and say that you have all these different kinds of expectations, mm-hmm. you're not my boyfriend. So this, that, and the other. Well, right. technically, they're not your husband. So mm-hmm. there, it, there needs to be what you're saying, the intentionality. But I think that it's so funny, the phrase boyfriend I've mm-hmm. kind of or girlfriend, I've thought about that more and more. And like, what? Yeah. The yeah. Pr- I don't have claim over the other person. It helps me to say like, oh yeah, I am an independent being right now right. trying to evaluate if this is a person I want to combine my life with and mm-hmm. run alongside. Yeah. Um, but to say the boyfriend, girlfriend thing is actually interesting. Yeah. It was, I, I said it at Taco Bell and was very proud of it. Um, but honestly <laughs> I was like, I'm like, but he's not a boy. Like he's a man, you know, like. This there, is my man there, friend. Yeah. That like there, there comes that point in your life, like as a woman where you realize like, I don't want to be with someone casually, like casual yeah. dating. Like at least for me, I never wanted to be a casual dater. Mm-hmm. And so calling someone a boyfriend, it felt way too casual to me. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know that there was something after boyfriend. Yeah. And and I didn't want it to be breakup. You yeah. know, I wanted there to be something after boyfriend. So I'm like, well, what is he? And then, well, I mean, for us, it became fiance very fast. But <laughs> yeah. I just, I wanted to know that there was something more and that there was, that he was going to be there for a long time. So. And what I love about your story is that there isn't one set timeline. I'm sure people hear your right. story and they're like, whoa, girl, that's fast. You right. know? Yeah. Um, and we've talked about timelines before in the podcast, but I think something so important to your timeline and to your story is there isn't one set timeline, right? Yeah. But the most important part of the process of whatever timeline you have is making sure that you bring other people into it yeah. and making sure that you have a lot of eyes on it. Mm-hmm. So if it's being confirmed by your community, your pastors, your family, your friends, like right. people are seeing you guys together and the people who know you best that you trust are like, yep, right. I know you, you know, I know you, Jamie Grace. I know you, Kate, from the inside out. And I see this person, I'm like, yep, this would be an amazing fit right. for you. Then that does help the timelines mm-hmm. potentially, right? Right. So if it, if you go six months and maybe you're a slower processor and nobody's met the person, mm-hmm. then it's going to take longer. I wouldn't right. suggest like getting engaged after six months if no one has really, if you haven't introduced them to any of your mm-hmm. mentors, family, anything like that. So I think that's what's so important about your stories. Like, okay, there isn't one set timeline, you guys, but be prayerful about it and invite people in to really mm-hmm. have a look. Like, right. bring them under the covers, you know? Right, exactly. Like I, and again, some people might be like, like, Jamie, you're crazy. But I, um, so like, I'm not anti online dating. I know some people think it's yes. the worst thing in the world. I'm not against it. Yes, if, I've heard you talk if about If you're it. smart yep. and, you know, again, inclusive of your community, there were so many times I would like not know what to say back to a guy. I would go get in the, like, in my parents' bed and put my phone up and say, one of you grab it and text him back. No, I get it. I know that's crazy. <laughs> Obviously, it didn't work out. But I'm just saying, like, oh you know, my, and you have to know too, like, my parents are pastors and, and speakers and goofballs and parenting yeah. coaches. So they're like, my relationship with them, like, ever since I was at, say, 19 mm-hmm. or 20, they've been my best friends. 
Um, so they're yeah. goofballs. Uh, you know, maybe <laughs> some parents, maybe maybe you should borrow like somebody else's parents, but not dissing your parents. I'm just saying, don't, don't always be like, hey, mom, can you reply to can this guy for this? me? Oh my gosh, no, I cannot. I'm saying my mom do that is like with uh, my mom or my dad. They'd be uh, like, no, no. Well, the thing is too, they would like type it and then I'd rephrase it. Yeah, yeah. You know, because my mom would be like, hello, young sir. I'm like, okay, lady. Like, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for giving me the the map, but I'm gonna hello, potential suitor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm gonna reroute it. <laughs> Friends, I hope you're really loving this episode. It's been such a treat to chat with Jamie Grace and hear her heart about why she's so passionate about waiting it out. I love that she said there is no more or less grace for anyone based on their sexual history or lack of sexual history. Thank you and amen to that, seriously. If you're listening and struggling with any sense of shame from your past, I just want to say I'm so sorry. And I want to encourage you today that there is no condemnation. You truly can be set free from those lies that have bound you down for so long. I know because I used to be bound up by those lies for so long, and now I know what it feels like to conquer them. And I would love nothing more for you than for true freedom in your life. I also want to encourage you to connect with us on Instagram. We share daily nuggets and love connecting with you guys and starting conversation. We have such a fun community over there. And if you ever have suggestions for books we should read or people we should connect with, we are all ears. Okay, friends. So lastly, I'm so excited to let you know that we are putting on a Heart of Dating Soiree here in Los Angeles. It will be on November 3rd, and we could not be more excited. We will have a panel of past Heart of Dating guests. It's going to be so much fun. Please send us in any of your burning dating questions, and they will happily answer live that night. It will also be a great time to meet some stellar singles if you are single or just meet some awesome people in general if you're dating. This is not a singles only event. We do welcome anyone dating or in a relationship. Also, did I mention that we will be having wine sponsored by the amazing Bev of at drink on Instagram? Woohoo! To get your ticket, you can go to eventbrite.com and type in heart of dating to find our event. Tickets aren't expensive. And did we mention there will be free wine and a bunch of eligibles? Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see you there. Okay, so something else you said is just in the intentionality. And so I think that's so important in the clarity. And so I want to also like caveat that into taking initiative. And mm-hmm. so we might be waiting it out. We might be like, but I think another thing in dating is that we have to be active and we have to be um intentional about it. Right. Right. And so we have to take initiative. And as Christians, something that I think we often do is we can be ultra hesitant because, um, when we reach out to someone, we're kind of like, or when we don't reach out to someone, we're like, well, I'm just not going to say anything. I'm just going to give it over to God. I'm going to see what happens. I'm Mm -hmm. just going to wait. I think a lot of women are just like, I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to say anything. But what you did, what I love in your story is like, you know, you followed him. He DM'd you. And like, it started from that. Like you made kind of like a first initial move. So, and I love that. And it was on social media. There's so many aspects there. But what are your thoughts about like, can I make the first move? How do I actually be intentional and initiate? Yeah. You know, I think it's really interesting. We oftentimes will say, and I had a question like this on the podcast recently. Mm -hmm. It's like someone said, do I leave it in God's hands or do I take the first step? Right. And it's so often that we have a misconception about what it means to leave something in God's hands. Mm -hmm. Um, God hasn't called us to sit on our butts. Exactly. Um, He, I mean, he hasn't called us to run down every street either. Don't get me wrong, but (laughs) say God calls you to start a church. 
you which you gonna just sit there and watch it get built by the air. That's like it's not it's not gonna happen that way. You actually have to do something about mm-hmm. it. And so I like to use this a lot in um just in, in, in life in general, talking to my friends or whoever. But um my dad told me this when I was mm-hmm. when I was maybe seventeen years old. I don't know how accurate it is because I've never <laughs> actually like fact checked it. I probably should. But he told me that back in the old days <laughs> back um, in the day. Back in the forevers ago <laughs> with corsets and things. Oh um if a woman was like interested in a guy and they were like at an event then she would drop a handkerchief. Oh, the and drop like, the handkerchief. Right. Is this real? Yes. Okay, I talked great. about this with a friend recently. I was yeah. on her podcast and we talked about the drop the handkerchief. Yeah. yeah. Drop the handkerchief. And yeah. then if he was interested, he'd pick up the handkerchief and bring it to her. Like, oh, did you drop this fun lady? And then they would, you know, <laughs> chat or whatever. And so that's, you know, who knows if that's 100% how it went. That's just my yes. interpretation of my dad's interpretation. Um, but I, I think that that's so important to drop the handkerchief. You know, as as women, like, I... I I think, and called me old-fashioned, but I think it's beautiful to be pursued. Um, it's amazing to be pursued mm-hmm. in a in a courtship, as my husband pursued me, but then also in marriage, as he as he still yeah. pursues me. It's like it's a really beautiful thing. And as a as a woman, I I, I just I appreciate it, and I always craved it, and I'm so grateful for it. Um, but that, but again, that doesn't mean that you have to just like sit down and just like be like. I don't know, just be like quiet and silent and and stagnant. It's, right. You got to do something about yeah. it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with um, with initiating a conversation with a guy, with going to go and talking to a guy that you think is attractive, <laughs> yeah. with, you know, um, I don't know, like, I, I think there's a fine line between looking desperate, but, well, actually, no, maybe it's not too much of a fine line. Mm. I think it's something to be cautious of, yeah. rather, um, to look desperate. But I think if if there's a guy that you think is interesting, like plan a game night at your at your place <laughs> yeah. with all your friends and invite him to it. Mm-hmm. And like make sure all your friends know that you know you're interested in him, so they don't make a move and then it's super awkward for you. <laughs> um, you know, give him a heads up. Be like, yo, Billy's coming over here because I think Billy's cute and I want to um, see what Billy's like a game night. Right, so. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, I I remember I actually did that once. I told my <laughs> friends that I kind of thought a guy was interesting. Yeah, and so we had a, a game night and wow, I found out so fast that I was far from interested. And so I was grateful yeah. that like he didn't ask me like on a date or something and then I'd be stuck two hours. Oh, that would have been awful. Um, <laughs> sorry, no offense out there. I've been in a lot of game nights. Nobody would know. And this was like five years ago. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with with taking initiative and, and getting to know someone and, and spending time with someone so that mm-hmm. you can see what kind of human they are and see if see if the if the interest or if the infatuation is an actual, you know, if you actually like someone or if it's yeah. just an interest, you know. Yeah. It was funny. I was reading this morning about the story of Ruth and Boaz. And it kind of like, as you're speaking, reminded me of this because Ruth actually kind of made the first move on Boaz. Like, actually, she yeah. did. She went to his fields. Like, Naomi mm-hmm. was encouraging her, but she didn't. So I was reading this. And I'm like, hey, y'all, we can take the first move. Right, exactly. You know, like, yeah. and then he was like, oh, you know, and she basically kind of proposed to him. Yeah. And so it was just like a fascinating yeah. story. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and you know, and so that's for women, but men can also make the first move too. And I think sometimes in the church, men get a little afraid because we don't, even as women, give them enough dropping the hankies. Like mm-hmm. we have to give them some signs that we're open mm-hmm. and available. Like I've done this a lot. I'm super guilty. I'll be interested in the guy. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, he's coming over here. Okay. Let me talk to the other nearest guy right. and focus my intention on him, even right. though I actually really want to talk it's to like this other been, guy. It's like we've been taught to like play hard to get yeah. when I think the, the reality is, no, don't play hard to get, just know your worth. 
Yeah. Like, and don't be afraid to take that risk. Don't mm-hmm. be afraid to take that chance, but know your worth. Yeah. Know that your life isn't dependent on that risk working out. Mm-hmm. Know that your value isn't dependent on that chance yeah. working. Just take the risk, take a chance, and break away. Sorry, I just love Kelly Clarkson so much. Please, just start <laughs> breaking out one song. I've been singing that song since 7 o'clock this morning. I have a problem. Um, I haven't heard that in a while. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I don't know where I got it from. I've literally been singing it since 7 o'clock this morning. It's okay, girl, because I've been, Boys to Men has been in my head all day, and the I'll Make Love to You speaking of songs. I don't know why. I'm like, okay, that one needs to be saved That's for later. That's on the other playlist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the wrong playlist, Kate. That's hilarious. Save that one. Yeah. Yeah, my husband literally at I don't know like ten or eleven this morning. He was like, "Hey, babe, can you uh, can you stop singing that?" Like, and I was singing loudly and off key on purpose. He was like, "Can you just like stop?" I was like, "Yeah, sorry about that. I just I like Kelly." <laughs> but so, okay, something you're saying is so important about the worth and value because I think why we're so hesitant to mm-hmm. initiate is because we have a fear of rejection. Right. And and the same goes with breakups too. Mm-hmm. So the initiation or the fear, and I know you've spoken on this a lot about just your worthiness within relationship. Mm -hmm. And um, when we experience quote unquote rejection, whether it be from an initial asking someone out or making showing interest or through a breakup, we can often take it as a hit to our identity. Right. Um, And I've struggled with that in the past. I talk about that so frequently. So how would you encourage people who are currently struggling with that kind of worthiness or sense of rejection, especially when it relates to dating? Because so many people I know are. You know, um, I'm a very like practical person, analytical, like very into affirmations, like any little short little thing I can repeat to myself over and over again really yeah. helps. Um, and one thing that has been like, well, that was great for me in that context, but then also now in a, in a friendship context mm-hmm. that I repeat to myself unashamedly, is just like, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And it's just getting that kind of incredibly simple, you know, elementary school lesson in your head. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, and if it doesn't work out, just know that you're, you, 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 you're helping yourself in the context of the process of elimination Mm -hmm. of knowing that that wasn't worth your time. Mm -hmm. And now you don't have to spend any more time investing in something that wasn't going to work for you. Um, and, and I don't say that to at all diminish the heartache and the heartbreak that happens after a breakup or even after, um, a Christian breakup, you know, where mm-hmm. he just took you to coffee for four months and hung out with your family and made you think you were dating, but he thought... But never stated any right. intention. Yeah, like, but okay. for him, you know, he was sister in Christ, but for you, y'all were getting married. You know, even a Christian breakup or a regular breakup, like, no matter what it is, like, you know, yes. it's like, I'm not diminishing the heartache behind that. I'm not diminishing that that can be difficult, but I think, you know, if if it is a, a fear of rejection, then then just tell yourself in a loving and honest way, he might not like me mm. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's okay. I, I, um, I, it's not out yet, but I'm, I'm working on like a YouTube video kind of about this and this is about friendship, not dating. But, yeah. um, I moved to a new town. There was this girl that I really wanted to hang out with. She was so cool. Um, <laughs> Regina and George. Okay. Right. Exactly. I call her Gigi until she showed me to stop. And so, no, I wanted to hang out with her so much. And she was always like, yeah, let's hang out. And it just never really happened. Um, one time I invited her to a movie night that I was having with another friend. She stood me up. Um, a couple mm. weeks later, I invited her to lunch with another friend. I ordered her food. And then she texted me that she wasn't coming. Um, oh and gosh. then a few weeks after that, I ran into her a small town, so I ran into her again, um, and she actually said to me, she said these words, she's like, hey, I know that you keep inviting me to hang out, 
and it's not working. But what I just, what I want you to do, if you could just keep texting, just keep calling, just keep trying. And one day I'm going to respond and I'm going to hang out with you. That's exactly how she said it. <laughs> so oh gosh, terrifyingly confident in her ability mm. to be so awful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want it to go, I want it to cry. I mean, Mm. like I dealt with so much bullying and so much mean girl stuff growing up. I wanted Mm -hmm. to cry. But the first thing that popped in my head and I knew it was Jesus, first thing that popped in my head was she doesn't want to hang out with you. Mm. And the sooner I could accept that, the more freedom I had Mm -hmm. because I was able to see, like I I could have gone the route of there's something wrong with me or she doesn't like me. Mm -hmm. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not fun enough. I don't have enough Instagram followers. I don't have enough cute fashion. I still shop at the Goodwill. I could have (laughs) gone all that route, but instead I just went the route of she doesn't want to hang out with me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, 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 but I have people. This person wants to hang out with me. Yeah, exactly. And so it, it, it gave me this ability to just accept the reality and move on from it. Again, not diminishing that sometimes it's not easy. Yeah. Sometimes that's not as easy to do. Um, but I, I think, you know, because I hear that a lot too with people that are like really close friends with a guy. Yeah. And they're like, well, I don't want to risk the friendship because I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, yep. ask him out or I don't want to go out on a date because I'll, I'll ruin the friendship. And I'm just like, but take first of all, take the risk because maybe he doesn't like you and you get to find out. Yeah. Like now you get to know. Yeah. Now it's not 20 years down the line and you're happily married and you've got this one really good guy friend that you're still wondering, does he like me or not? Like that's not healthy at all. Yeah. So at least now you know that he's not interested in you and you can move on. Like, And the thing about that is, and we had a whole episode on dating and community. How do we actually do this? Because I think that question comes up so often. It's like, right. I have a friend. I don't, I can't because if it doesn't work out, then my name is blacklisted or blah, 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 blah. And it's all about even what you said earlier, the communication, the intentionality. If you're being clear and intentional and communicating along the process, it's no big deal. I'm going to bring this up and I know this person's going to hear this and laugh, (laughs) but I had a conversation with someone last night who literally was like, okay, I went on a date with a friend from Mm -hmm. church and then, you know, I just, it wasn't that great. So I'd never said anything after. And I was like, He's like, so I basically ghosted her. And I was like, so you didn't say anything. Right. And he was like, no. And I was like, dude, you got to say something. <laughs> I know. Like, and it's okay if it's mutual, but like express the intentionality so that there's no confusion. Right. Because then she's like, what's happening? And I convinced him on this. I was like, what's happening for her is like, if you had called her and said, hey, I had a really great time with you. You're an awesome person. I do want to just pursue a friendship and not a romantic relationship. Right. And I can't wait to see you again at church, blah, blah, blah. Like, great. Right. She goes in her mind from thinking oh, this is a guy I would not recommend to friends to right. now this is a guy I'm going to recommend to some of my girlfriends because right. he handed that, handled that so maturely. Right. And he or she could intention. be in her mind doing the whole, like, I think he's just nervous. Yeah. He's nervous to talk to me again. So let me just ask him I got uh, ask him out again. And then he's she's going to make it super weird for everybody. Exactly. He did, like, like, bruh, yeah. you're not helping yourself here. Like, you're being yo, super nice and gracious. That is what Here's the- what to do, Bill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get yourself together. If this was the other way around, you'd be mad. What are you losing from saying something the thing like the thing with the whole like you know not wanting to risk a friendship thing like that just drives me crazy because like I'm like I have I have guy friends like Mm -hmm. like, there were three in our wedding uh three of the grooms and it was my producer my drummer and my bass player oh my gosh and as great as I mean they they really are like my brothers but as great as they are like 
I do not like text and call them. I'm a married woman now. Like I'm just, I'm, that's just not how my life works. Mm-hmm. Like I don't just have a bunch of guy friends that I go out with on to the movies on a Tuesday or my <laughs> husband doesn't have a bunch of female friends that he goes out with. Like that's just, it's just not how things work for us. And so the thing that frustrates me when people say, well, I don't want to risk a friendship. I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense to me because like when you're in a healthy relationship with someone, you don't want to have, like when a girl's yeah. in a healthy relationship with a guy, she doesn't want to have four or five best guy friends Mm -hmm. that are the ones that she confides in and, you know, cuddles up with on the couch and has, you know, heartfelt conversations with. So yeah, risk the friendship because that friendship's going to change either way. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, go ahead and risk it. And if it, if it doesn't work out, just be able to be honest with each Mm -hmm. other. Like we're, we're adults here. Like just be able to be honest with each other and just say, this isn't working out or I'm not really that interested. Yeah, girl. We tried it. Happy Tuesday. It, we just have to get over that hump because I think we're so in our heads about it. I'm like, so I love that you bring that up. And we and just try it, y'all. Like, go out and ask people out. Girls, make the effort. Drop the hanky. Guys, do it. Be clear. Also, the thing is, like, say that it's a date. Like, if you want to take right. someone out. Like, uh-huh. I, or I want to get into, Don't be like, can we hang out? The right. girl's like, do you want to hang out as more than friends? Or is this Because if friends? a guy says, do you want to hang out, the girl thinks that you're about to propose. <laughs> or maybe that was just me. <laughs> But that's the thing is like there's so much ambiguity there. If you want right. to take her on a date, say, I want to take you on a date. Right. Just tell – like the, that, those words like literally will change a woman's life. Also, I read those recently. Okay. I'm always reading. But as we're saying this, Reading like, is great. It's like all the books. But um, this was a really interesting stat that like a pastor talked about that women actually like to be – or men, but most of the time people like to be asked out in person. Mm -hmm. And so it's just an interesting thing. And and most of the time in that same stat, the women want to know that it's an actual date versus a hangout. So it's like both those two learnings, people like it. And then they like it over text second and then phone third for some reason, which I found interesting. But um, in person first and say that it's a date. I mean, my thing is, Aaron and I are like, we're, we're married. So we're like, you know, people would say like, oh, you're not dating obviously because you're married, but we usually try to go on a date once a week. Yes. That has nothing to do with work. Um, mm-hmm. cause we work together, we work from home. So it's very easy for our lives to be consumed with work. Yep. And we just straight up forgot to go on a date yesterday. Like we were, we were hanging out. We just didn't go anywhere. <laughs> like for- we forgot. Yeah. yeah. And the, like one of the first things he said to me this morning, he goes, oh man, last night was our date night. When I tell you that was the cutest thing he has said in so long, just to hear him say the words date night, I was like, he wants to go on a date with me. Like now we're married, but I'm like, he wants to go on a date. So yeah, guys, it never gets old. Like we like to know that you want to go on a date with us. It makes us feel so special. And it says intentionality. Yeah. It's honestly like date means intentionality. Right. You know, and there's always times for those nights at home, watching Netflix, whatever binge show you want to watch. But like, it's so nice to kind of know that someone has the intention right and there's thought behind it and whatever it is and women can do the same thing you guys it's not just the men right um okay girl sometimes christians and dating we can be so clunky like it can be it's just nuts right like we can be awkward we can be weird we've been talking about all of that do you like what are some of the things that you see like maybe it's just bullet points or like just don't do this like what are the things you see happening or that people write to you right now that you're just like Everyone needs to stop this right now. Oh, God. <laughs> you know? Oh, gosh. Um, like, just man. stop. Red flag. No. Right. Man, I know I've already kind of said this, but I think one main thing is just is really, really, really seeking your validation and your mm. worth um, from Christ and Christ alone. And, um, and I, I say that because it's so easy to allow our hope and our, our validation to be found in people. 
-hmm. whether that's a friendship or a singer that you like or someone you follow on Instagram or someone that you have a crush on, it's so easy to just invest everything in that person and to feel like, well, if if they say no to, to date, then, then I'm just, I, 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 what am I going to do? You know, I'm in love with like, know your worth, know who you know, whose you are and know, um, your value. Um, because I've heard, you know, I've heard it said oftentimes that for the most part, men will only treat you, um, the way that you allow them to treat you. And for guys, women will only treat you the way, um, that you allow them to treat you. And, but you only allow someone to treat you the way that, or however it lines up with the way you see yourself and the Mm. way you understand your worth and your value. And so, um, I just, I, I would encourage everybody to, to, to be the most humble or humble, however you want to say it. Um, but to grow toward confidence and to really grow in being confident in who you are. I mean, that changes everything. Like I'll get like some of the most precious messages from guys that are just like, do I need to like change my clothes? Like girls don't like me. Like, you know, what's going on? Or like, you know, girls that are like, I feel invisible. I feel like nobody sees me. Mm. And, and my thing is like walk around with the confidence that you know mm-hmm. that you are worth being pursued. Yeah. That like, and if that means that you do need to, you know, I don't know, shower a little bit more, take a little bit more time to pick out your outfit, use some conditioner next time, you know, mm-hmm. brush your teeth more, get some mouthwash, get a new job, like start a business. I don't know what that means for you. Like ultimately your confidence comes from Christ Jesus, but mm-hmm. you can't just be like a total slob and be like, well, my confidence comes from Jesus. Like, no, work on yourself, <laughs> invest in yourself, you know, mm-hmm. become confident and independent in who you are um, in every aspect of your mm-hmm. life. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not saying like, you know, and then the dates will just flock to you. Um, but you'll, you'll notice that dating floodgates are open, right? but you'll notice that when a guy does say that he doesn't want to go on a date or that he's not interested in you, you'll notice that you bounce back so much quicker Mm -hmm. because your hope wasn't found in that. Yeah. That was just the icing on the cake, Mm. you know? Um, and I, I've, I've shared this story publicly and also my husband knows that Mm -hmm. I share the story publicly. That's why I'm giving it a preface. (laughs) But, um, you know, a few years ago there was a guy that, um, that I, I wasn't sure if I was interested in or whatnot mm. and spent kind of a lot of time or families and spent time together and stuff and um, told him, you know, that I liked him over yeah. dinner and um, which, dear Jesus, thank you for saving me from that. Anyways. Um, his, oh, I remember this. <laughs> I heard you talk about this story. Girl, okay, yes, please, like, please bring it. His immediate response was, oh, man, um, I hope that you weren't uh, planning on us becoming boyfriend and girlfriend anytime soon. Just immediate response to I like you. And so I was just sitting there like, whoa, it's the worst Italian dinner I've ever had. Like, <laughs> this sucks. And oh but the God. thing, the thing about it, the thing about it is like, um, I think I was um, so it was like I was out of I travel for a living. And so, yeah. you know, sometimes I get I was out of town. My yeah. sister was, you know, with me and everything. Um and so I got back home the next day. I feel like I was giving all those disclaimers just to make it known, like, hey, we weren't staying in the same place out of town. It's like me and my sister had a place so out of know. town. Yeah. I sing for a living. I travel. Anyways, um, so I got back home the next day. I was, you know, by myself for the first time mm-hmm. after that disaster of an event. And I just remember, like, talking to my parents and, like, being annoyed. I'm not sure if I cried. But the, the next morning, so just short of 48 hours after, the next morning I woke up and I was like, Cool all right, he didn't like me. And I I called him and I just let him know like, Hey, just so you know, like, I'm not going to be like FaceTiming you. I'm not going to be talking on the phone. Like you, you made it clear that 
feelings not mutual and my time is very precious and valuable. Mm -hmm. And um, I just want to say that I wish you well. And he was like, well, no, I just, I'm still trying to figure things out. And I was like, you, you're welcome to go figure things out, <laughs> but you ain't going to waste my time while you do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, that's going to be you and Jesus. And I'm going to be over here doing a swap that you swipe in this little app. You know? <laughs> and I'm going to be over here working on my best self and training for a little marathon and making me some new friends. Cause you get on my nerves, you know? And it's just like, it's, it's the reason, and I'm not saying like, oh, I got over him so fast because I'm so amazing, but but it's because my worth and my value is in Christ and Christ alone. Mm-hmm. And I was building my confidence in every aspect of my life when it came to my business, the way that I dress, the way that I act, my friends, my social life, my church, my church involvement. That's where I was investing all yeah. my time and in my energy. Um, and so when it, something didn't work out with a guy, then I was like, oh, that icing has been removed. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't icing after all. I actually tasted a little bit bitter. <laughs> so I'll just keep waiting mm. until the Lord sends me the right icing. Mm. Um, and, and that's how I did. So, I mean, yeah, I, again, I know it's easier said than done. I know I'm one of those annoying married people talking about how it worked for me. Um, but I get it. Singlehood sucks sometimes. It's annoying sometimes. It's frustrating. You want to punch a wall and stuff. But just be intentional about your heart um, and your value and your worth. Stay away from too many breakup songs. Mm. They're not always that good for you. Oh, that's so true. Actually. <laughs> that's real good, girl. You know what? As you were saying that, like, <clears throat> reminds me of something my mentor told me when I was going through a bad breakup. And <clears throat> it's a longer story, but basically we had dated for a long time. I thought I was going to marry this guy. Mm. And I was really heartbroken when he said that, you know, he said something that made me realize I didn't have the same stability. And I realized mm. we needed to go on a break. Mm-hmm. And she basically was like, Kate the reason why this break is so important is that if he decides he doesn't want to be with you, she's like, or if he, if he stays with you, do you want to think that the only reason he's staying with you right now is because you're in front of his face, waving your arms at him being Mm. like, Hey boy, I'm the most amazing girl ever. Like I'm so awesome. You want to date me? I'm the best kind of wife that you'll ever have. Mm -hmm. Do you want to think that it's because you're trying to convince him and just be right in his face? Or do you want to know in your heart of hearts that, the spirit has ignited it on his heart to pursue you no matter right. what the cost. Right. And I was like, oh, gosh. Oh, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, option B. Yeah. But but it's so hard even for us to step back, even if you're in a relationship to say, I need a break right now, right? Mm-hmm. We're like afraid of that because what if that means that at the end it means that we're not supposed to be together? Right. <clears throat> But at the end of the day, you want someone that's going to choose you that yeah. through the thick and thin where God has ignited on their heart to pursue mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, and so knowing that God's story is so beautiful for you and that he's a good God, that he has a plan for your life. And if you believe in that truly to the depths of your soul, then you don't have to worry if it's not going to work out as much right. with this person. Mm-hmm. You can trust that. And you could also be like so much more. You can feel so much safer when it happens like it did for you and Aaron, where you're like, you know, in the depth of your, the core of your heart mm-hmm. that you're like, this man is choosing me. Right. Even mm-hmm. if I'm showing him my ugly self one day. <laughs> right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And you can have that sense of like peace in your heart, mm-hmm. knowing that it was chosen that way. You kind of gave up so many nuggets today, girl. So <laughs> I don't even know if you have another. No, I know you do. <laughs> oh, gosh. So no what pressure. would be like the final nugget of dating advice that you would give the listeners at any stage mm. in singleness, dating, engage, whatever? Yeah. Let's see. I think one thing that I maybe didn't say as much mm-hmm. would be um, allow yourself to, well, allow yourself to have a very safe and somewhat healthy meltdown, mm-hmm. which I know might sound very anticlimactic. I'm not saying, you know, oh, rip all your hair out and go scream naked running down the street. I'm not <laughs> saying do that. But 
if if it is difficult, if it is frustrating, if you are having a hard time being single, if you are frustrated with dating, if you are annoyed with how things seem to not be working out and how married people just seem to so casually give you a bunch of pieces of advice and be like, oh, here's what to do. If if you are overwhelmed, like accept that and allow yourself to cry about it. Allow yourself to journal about it, to pray about it, um, to, to stay at home maybe half of the afternoon with a friend on a Saturday, um, have a moment about it. Um, but then remind yourself again of your worth and your value and know that weeping may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Um, the sorrow won't last always. This pain won't last always. You won't always feel broken. You won't always feel defeated. You won't always feel like you're falling apart. Mm. Um, that stuff won't, it won't last, it won't last forever. Mm. Um, but know that in this season, you're here for a reason. Mm. You're here for a purpose. And that was something that was difficult for me to face because I was frustrated with everybody telling me how much my singlehood story inspired them. And I was like, well, it would inspire you more if I had a man. Now, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, and so I was really tired of that. Mm. But I remember, I remember there was a singer that some of you guys might be familiar with, Rebecca St. James. Mm-hmm. She had a song called Wait For Me. Mm. And most of her platform back in the day was about waiting for her husband. Mm. And I remember the day that she announced that she was either engaged or married. And I sat on the edge of my bed as a, I think, high school girl, and I cried my eyes out. Because I was so full of joy mm. to know that if she could wait for so long for the right guy and it worked out, then maybe, just maybe, that could happen for me too. Mm. And then I remember when I announced my engagement, the amount of emails that I got from little girls that said, I just sat in my room and cried. Mm. Because I've seen that if you can wait for so long for the right guy, then I know it can happen for me too. Mm. So know that your season of singlehood there's a purpose for it. There's a reason for it. It's not a curse. It's not a disease. Yes. It's nothing to be broken about. You get to cook food and have leftovers. I get to cook food and my husband doesn't know what leftovers are. I love him, but he just eats it all so fast. <laughs> and so it's like, understand that this season is beautiful. This season is great. Go take a ballet class. Go take a kickboxing class, a ballroom class. I don't know. Go do some cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. Go live your life because this isn't Season, singlehood is not a season that you're living until you get married. Mm -hmm. It's the season of life you're living, Mm -hmm. period. It's a great season. Embrace it. Um, And if it changes, then really cool. Awesome. I want to come to your wedding. But if not, embrace it. You're here for a reason. That's beautiful, girl. Thank you for that. (laughs) Sorry about that awkward wink point I just did at you. (laughs) Uh, I wish you guys could have seen it. It was so bad. I I ruin every like sweet moment with a wink point. It's like a snap wink point. Oh gosh. I was homeschooled. We've had all the ups and downs on this episode. We have all the laughs. We've had all the (laughs) random Kelly Clarkson breakouts. (laughs) (laughs) And then we got the winks. Yeah, exactly. I can't even wink, girl. So you can't? I can kind of wink. Yeah, you could. Okay, you literally just winked like eight times. Okay. okay. <laughs> she like- lies, you guys. She's a liar. I can't with this eye. She's married with nine kids, guys. She's a liar. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're not a liar. 
I'm still single, guys. It's fine. Uh, No, I love it. I love it. I'm going to take everything Jamie Grace just said. I'm just like to sink in that, you know, and same with everyone listening. Okay, girl. So if people want to connect with you, where can they find you? So they can listen to all your goodness, hear your music, all the things. Well, if they've already listened to all of your podcast episodes, they can go ahead and hop over to mine. It's called Wait It Out with Jamie Grace. Um, You can also find me on social media at Jamie Grace H. Um, There's this kid out there. And he has the Jamie Grace. I really want it. And I messaged him for it and then he blocked me. So I'm um, so sorry. Um, so it's Jamie Grace H. And then I've also got weekly YouTube videos with my adorable husband. So just type in, well, you can't call him that only me, uh, but just type in Jamie Grace on YouTube and then you'll find our videos. Yay. Thanks, girl. You're the of best. Course. Thanks oh, for coming thank on you. today. Yeah. You're the best. I just love doing this podcast and making new rad friends like Jamie Grace. Isn't she just phenomenal, you guys? We had such a fun time together. Her journey is such a testament that no two dating stories are exactly the same. And y'all, there really is such a beauty to being patient and waiting it out on your journey. Know your worth and value. Be totally and completely empowered in that. Also, in this process of waiting, so to speak, it's important to not forget to be intentional. We really need to be active and not passive in our dating. Jamie Gray says, we've been taught to play hard to get when the reality is don't play hard to get, just know your worth. Ladies listening, you can drop the hanky and make a move on a guy. Just know that whether or not the other person reciprocates, it does not impact your worth or your value. I hope you guys will go follow along with Jamie at at Jamie Grace H on Instagram and be sure to download her latest album 91 available on all digital media platforms or at jamiegrace.com. I cannot be more thankful for your support of the Heart of Dating podcast. I am blown away by your rankings, reviews, messages, all of it. If you want to be a part of our inner circle and support what we are doing, we encourage you to pledge any dollar amount that you want on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash heart of dating. Also, if you like this podcast, would you please consider giving us a review? It helps us immensely and we cannot thank you more. Until next time, friends. Friends.